You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It came on a night like any other. With power unlike anything else on Earth. Using beyond advanced active ingredients like bicyclopyrone, Acuron GT post-emergence corn herbicide is here to annihilate tough weeds. Advanced technology. Enhanced control. Talk to your Syngenta retailer about Acuron GT. Always read and follow label instructions. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. Ah, how's your week, nice. my friend? It's been crazy, but that's 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 par for the course these days. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, after, after the uh, Republican convention here in Cleveland, I like stayed away from downtown, and now I'm coming back into the office, and I'm like swamped. So, <laughs> oh, no, it it you don't have a virtual that. desktop at home that makes it look like you're. I at do. The, I mean, office? well, I was working. I was working from home, but it's there's a lot of things. That you, just need to be in the office to do so, I and mean, I could not. I could not bring myself to come into downtown with with that crowd. Oh God, no! <laughs> just not necessarily because of who, not because of their their politics, but because they're their freaking crowd that just destroyed any kind of transportation. To, took hours to get into downtown and out of downtown, so I just stayed away. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I would. I, I was actually worried for him. Like, oh, I hope he's not going anywhere near there. So I'm glad it didn't turn out. Nothing bad, bad happened other than. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was really impressed with the way the city handled everything. So they did a great job. Yeah, that's good. 
Okay, so start with uh, what we had this week, and that's the Verizon buying Yahoo. So what does this mean for everyone? Um, uh, it, I, go ahead. I have to tell you, I, I read the funniest thing that, that they're going to now change Yahoo's slogan is, can you find me now? I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> Whoever said that, I can't remember who said it, but that's a perfect solution. It is. It is. That's perfect. <laughs> I'd love to see the ads. Yeah. So what is it? I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm just trying to scan it, which isn't helping. But what aspects of Yahoo are part of the deal? I've forgotten now. It's 4.83 billion. Yeah. And it's not and, all and, of Yahoo, is it? It's the core. It's their core business. I don't know what the difference between core business. What's not included in the core business, right? Is it including Flickr? I my understanding. Tumblr would part of the deal, so I would imagine that Flickr would be too, but I don't know for sure. I love Flickr. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting, though, that Mar- Marissa Myers was offered $50 million as a golden parachute. She turned it down. She's staying, going to be in charge. She now is getting, she's going to have a boss. And what's been saying is, uh, I, I didn't know this phrase existed until this week, falling off the glass cliff yeah. is what they called it. Yeah, I find that interesting too. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure why she made. Why do you think she made that decision? Why do you think she made that decision? Why why is she sticking on? She's smoking something. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Fifth million. Uh, She obviously doesn't need money. That's all that can matter. That's all I can say. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, and I doubt she does. I mean, she's (laughs) one of the original Google. Her Google stock's probably worth a lot more than that golden parachute, right? But still, uh, it must be for reputation. But you'd think that's, I don't know. Uh, she's got thick skin, that woman. I mean, I can't imagine staying and then losing your your top position and being overruled by someone else. And is there anything to talk about who, who's going to take over? Anything to talk about who's going to take over? Who's she, who's she going to report to? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, he says, she's, quote unquote, this is Marissa. Yahoo is a company that changed the world. Now, we will continue to, with even greater scale, in combination with Verizon and AOL. So she's all bullish about it. I uh, don't really understand it. For me personally, I'm planning to stay. I love Yahoo, and I believe in all of you. It's important to me to see Yahoo into the next chapter. Well, see, and I can t- I can tell you, me personally, you know, I'm looking at things and how we do things, and Yahoo is now a big question mark when I'm when I'm looking at product development or SEO in general. I'm like, how much do I even figure Yahoo into strategies and plans these days? Because who knows what's going to happen to them in the next six months, right? So Yahoo will be integrated with AOL. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, We're going to get Yahoo disks in the mail. <laughs> three, 300 free hours of Yahoo access. It'll be hilarious if they actually send some disks. Uh, just, that'd be a great little PR thing, actually. Uh, not exactly a good taste in everyone's mouth but anyway um yeah. it's going to be integrated with aol under marnie walden evp and president of product innovation and new businesses organization at verizon wow okay. what a just fundamental shift huh like that's that's goodbye yahoo really yeah just kind of like it was goodbye aol back in the day i mean do you know anybody who uses anything tied to aol anymore there's probably some people still on the email because they just can't give yes. it up but other than that, no. Email for sure, though, and it 
gives me the shivers each time I see it. I still see a lot of hot mails too, and and I, I to, uh, to a lesser degree, that shouldn't give me shivers, but it still does. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's uh, 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 it, 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 I'm speechless. The whole and I'm really gonna be cheesed off with Flickr because I really enjoy Flickr. I use it for a lot of my my photo backup. One of my photo, I've got like three of them. I'm so paranoid. <laughs> I, I, I did hear a rumor though. I don't know how true it is, but I heard a rumor that one of the first things they're going to do is they're going to build this directory that you can buy listings in for like $300 a year. Wow. That's all. (laughs) They have those little cool glasses that you can put on there. Trump's wife must have been involved. That's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Brand new idea. Oh, dear. Okay. Well. There, that we've shot that down to death. It's uh, a sad day, but uh, the Marissa Meyer falling off the glass cliff though was interesting because, and I posted on Facebook, interesting write up on it. It's really not true, and it's and it's typical that. And I hadn't looked at it this way because you know I don't follow women's lib that intensely, but this person was discussing that, and he's saying really that, or actually it was a woman who was writing it that women are often brought in at the end. And are kind of the sacrificial lambs. They really don't have much of a shot because this, the businesses are already really beaten down, and they're given an impossible task, nearly impossible. You no. Know? Well, Marissa Meyer knew that when she was stepped in. There's no way she didn't. Well, she got a good killing for it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but well, I guess we can't we can't talk about this and this glass cliff without talking about the glass ceiling that was just broken with with Hillary Clinton actually being nominated first major party nomination for president. So if we're talking about you know women and equality and rights, this Marissa Meyer thing is is not really that favorable. But the Hillary Clinton thing is is a milestone. Absolutely, no, that's great. Whether you're for her or against her, for Trump, against Trump doesn't matter. It's still a, <laughs> a milestone in history that, that just a woman is nominated by a major party. Yeah, very cool. I noticed all the things published everywhere. I was like, I bet you already was. <laughs> so, little shows how little I know. <laughs> anyway, um, just a more official statement now. So that's good. Yes, exactly. All right. So, Yandex. For all those out there who don't know what Yandex is, it no, it's not a stock market. Uh, well, it should be the name like that, but it's actually that sounds like a stock market, doesn't it? Totally does. Yeah, it's it's the Google of Russia, and I think it's just mainly Russia, right? I mean, I don't. It's obviously across Europe. Yeah, Russia it, is its some it, its focus. It's primarily Russia. It's the number one search engine in Russia and some of the bordering countries. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's a, a really good article. I, I enjoyed reading it called Yandex versus Google SEO. And it really discusses the differences in how Yandex ranks pages versus Google. And some of the, 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 the top speaking points was that uh, optimizing for Yandex takes more time. Apparently, it you know I, obviously very few companies can can index the net as fast as Google. No, no one can. So, I mean, right. Yandex, I mean, how could they even possibly catch up with that? I mean, they're not that big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I found it really interesting that user behavior is, ev- is is one of the main things for them. You know, with Google, we're always talking about how there's there's definitely some kind of connection between, you know, if you go to a page and you spend more time on it uh, versus coming right back from a search uh, that's going to be a little more favorable than coming right back, right? It's going to show that there's some value there. Where apparently with uh, Yandex, that's a major component of their algorithm. If, 
the longer you stay proportionally, there's, there's an impact on how well you rank. Yeah. The one that got me that was really interesting is their focus on regionality, right? So mm. for every every search that's done on the index is divided into one of two categories. It's either geo-dependent or geo-independent. If it's a geo-dependent type of search, if there's any kind of geo-factor in it at all, they go as far as um, only listing websites in the results that are in that geo area, right? Mm. They also go as far as if there are backlinks – the the ones that are from that geo area count for way more than ones that are not from that geo area. So they they have a much tighter and and dedicated focus to region regionality in their search results than Google ever has. Yeah, well, and I don't know the the whole idea of of providing mostly local for a local makes a lot of sense. The the, the thing is, of course, the the fact that you don't have the visibility of national brands that may also have some physical presence but they still don't show up apparently yeah i guess i guess that's that's what the the, the russian seos need to help those national brands with and it, that you know you're not going to show up unless you have a physical location in that area if you're a national brand that doesn't have a physical location in that area you're you're, you're in trouble right yeah i, I find that refreshing <laughs> yeah i kind of do too actually <laughs> The other one that really interests me tied to this was how the backlink profiles work compared to Google. So um, they really, apparently they really look, and I'm not sure how they do this. This would be a question for someone who's much more in tune with this than I am. But they, they really emphasize backlinks that actually drive traffic over any other kind of backlink to a site. So if you can get backlinks that drive traffic to a site, that counts for a lot more than just a, just a standard old backlink, which, and I'm not sure how they determine that a backlink to drives traffic or not, unless they have some kind of access to analytics of these sites. I'm not real sure, but it's, it's interesting concept that traffic really has a major impact on your offsite authority. And, and it all sprouted from a, a, a statement in 2013 from the head of web search at Yandex that links would no longer be a ranking factor for commercial queries. Whoa, that must have shocked a few yeah. people. That uh, really blew some minds. <laughs> Can you imagine Google saying that today? Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, again, sort of refreshing in a way, but that's a, that would be a big flip. Absolutely. So it was mostly being focused on behavior. In any case, another one was domain age. Domain age yeah. there is massive. So if you're at a new site, it's a lot harder to get out there. You know, I don't, I've always shuffled, sort of shifted back and forth on this. With Google, it seems to me that it would be better if domain age had a little more oomph than it does. But then again, I also, you know, there's certain sites that are really good that deserve, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll leave it to I them. Mean, yeah, I mean, there's there are certain times when something new happens that never existed before, and then if there's an, as a website for it, it's going to be a new site. So it shouldn't be penalized because it's the first time this has ever happened and it has a website, right? Right, of course. Yeah. Of course. There has so, to be some yeah. some buffers. <laughs> yeah. Some rules, I should say. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was pretty interesting. So let's well, uh, the, take it. Sorry? Well, real quick, one more. The, one more. The, the, the on-page content matters a lot more in the index than it does in Google. 
which I found really interesting. And to, to the point where things like duplicate content and technical issues that cause crawling problems on your site have a much higher negative impact in the index than they do in Google. Google seems to handle that stuff better or they they massage it so it's not as hurtful if, if there's problems. They assume that a lot of these things are innocent mistakes, whereas it sounds like Yandex doesn't care if it's an innocent mistake. If it's a mistake, you're going to get hit for it. So that was interesting in my mind. Yes. Yeah, however, quote unquote, however, be warned that duplicate content is hit with severe penalties. Even technical mistakes result in, may result in bigger negative penalties on Yandex rankings that you might suffer for in Google rankings. Yeah, so what you said, and, and I think it's, it's just interesting to to hear severe. Wow. Yeah. That's, that must be, oh, then again, what can you do? Yeah. You think we and don't have a word, a word edgewise in Google here? Imagine in Russia. Well, but, but, <laughs> but, but here's the interesting thing. One of the last things we can cover here is that while the index has fewer webmaster tools type things apparently they have really good support so you can get a hold of them and talk to them and ask them what's going on and figure out your problems they have a much more responsive support system for webmasters so that that could balance that a little bit very interesting yeah i I was saying earlier i really miss dealing with different search engines more often i mean bing is becoming a little more interesting but it's still so far so far from google but, but you know that Google is watching these differences, right? You know Google is looking at their focus on regionality and, and analyzing how well that works. You know, it, it's interesting for us to know that there's different ways search engines do different things, but you know they're watching each other. And if that regionality thing seems to really work well, Google's going to be looking at that. You can guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's take a quick break. and we come back, we've got some more news to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. 
Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. 301 versus 302 redirects. Uh, apparently, they, there's no page rank lost between them now. Now, a 301 redirect is a permanent redirect, and a 302 is a temporary redirect. Typically, you'd use a 302 if, uh, let's say... Um, you're making changes to a page. I'm just giving a. Uh, this is not a typical example, actually. But you're making changes to a page, or maybe it's it's offline temporarily. So you're you're redirecting people to another page while that's being worked on, or whatever it might be. That idea, though, is it is temporary. You're ultimately going to be moving it back. The fact that page rank isn't lost is interesting. Well, I think where this really comes into play is. A lot of SEOs over the years, me included, have really been preaching that you never want to do 302 redirects unless there's a very specific reason to, because it doesn't pass equity from from the old version of the page to the new version of the page. Only 301 redirects did that. Well, that has apparently changed, right? I think it's it, it used to be a big issue, and a lot of SEOs would it was a selling point that you have the wrong kind of redirect, and we want to help you fix that, right? But while 301s are still the best practices and there are other reasons why you should be using 301s instead of 302s tied to indexing, but when it comes to passing this page rank, it's not as big of an issue anymore, right? And it's interesting to note, although I don't honestly know the other ones like 303s and stuff and what they mean, but it's for all 30 whatever redirects or 30, yeah. Three 305s are pretty common. 307s and 9s are also common. And I couldn't tell you off the top of my head exactly when to use which one of those, but they're out there. Yeah, that's <laughs> my, my, exactly. my own little mental cache only goes so far. <laughs> two. Your mental cache and mine both go to two versions, 301s and 302s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's enough stuff I got to fit in there. Um, and uh, oh, and I get to say, it's a Mueller file as well because, quote-unquote, uh, this is from Jennifer Slag. In today's Hangout, John Mueller also confirmed this has been in a place for a while. So this isn't new, per se, and does confirm what Mueller had said recently about it not mattering whether a site owner uses a 301 or 302 redirect when it comes to page rank value. See, and it's, let's be real clear, though, and, and I posted this on my Facebook and had a lot of response, a lot of conversation, and there was some made some good sense. It's That only applies to passing page rank or equity from, from one page to another. If you if you're, have a page that's no longer on your site and you're redirecting it to a proper one, the 302 may not – if you do a 302 redirect, that page may stay indexed depending on its backlink profile. 301 is usually going to also pull a page out of the index. So as far as which pages are indexed and which ones aren't, that's that's an issue. However, if you've got two pages that are the, you know, the same and the pa- page rank from one is getting passed to the new one, um, the odds are over time the new one's going to be the one that's indexed and not the old one anyway. So it's one of those things where you just got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Still use a 301 if you can, but it's not as huge of an issue anymore if, if it's a 302. There we go. And everyone's like going, okay, enough of the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> we, we touch on them a lot, but it's important. It's a pretty big part. 
We should we should do a we should do like a a YouTube video of uh, Hawaii three O and it's da, 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 da. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We'll get that uh, get you doing the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. That would be funny. Uh, okay, so can SEO be automated? Interesting. I didn't see this, so why don't you fill us in? Yeah, this was an interesting article in Forbes magazine by Christopher Jones. And if if you're not familiar with Christopher, uh, he's been around for quite a while. He started an SEO firm called Pepper Jam a while back, which sold to eBay. Um, He's got a new one called, I think, LSEO.com. But he he did an article based on a conversation he and Yoast from Yoast SEO plugin had about this kind of tools and automation of SEO. And and it's a great read if if you do it, but it really came down to automation is really not possible with SEO. And we all know this, right? But there are a lot of tools that claim to automate things. And there's different pieces of the of the pie that can be automated, like rank tracking or, you know, different data collection things that you need to do. Majestic SEO is a great tool for SEO, but it's not automated SEO, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting conversation about tools versus automation. And, and I thought it was interesting to bring up here just because I just wanted to emphasize that, you know, SEOs are really only as good as what they know and how they implement the data being collected by tools or the tools themselves. You can't just rely on those specifically. Or, or if you're a small business and, and someone says, here's a tool that will automate your SEO. You just have to install this and hit a button. Know that that's not really going to be real SEO. It's just going to be something to get your money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, uh, it would be nice if such a thing could work as long as we could keep them in house. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but exactly we want that to work otherwise. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so SEO is as dirty as ever was a title on Search Engine Land. Of course, that got my attention. I have to admit, yeah, there's a read. lot of dirty buggers out there. Yeah, I didn't um, read this one, so it'd be interesting to hear. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll just go through some of the the main points here. Shady SEO stuff, a lot of it's sales tactics. Uh, this is written by Patrick Stocks. I'm not sure who Patrick is, but uh, uh, I'm not exactly authors anymore. He says, uh, I still see companies misrepresenting something more than for paid search. I've talked to many small business owners who have simply signed because the salesman made it seem like they have an inside connection to Google. I'm also disappointed by the companies that try to sell packages before they even talk to a client or try to sell a package instead of a custom plan after speaking to them about their current position and challenges. And, you know, from personally, from my perspective, I get that all the time. Many people I talk to are just like, well, can you just send me over your packages? No, we don't have packages. We have some general base starting points for price, but it has to be custom. It's <laughs> it's marketing. You, you can't just make it fit everyone and every market and every vertical. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, he's seen contracts. He says uh, contracts that are just ridiculous where the SEO provider owns everything. Proprietary CMS, that's a pet peeve of mine. I know that some are good. You mean I've, both. Yeah. I've, I know that some are good, but just the same, I hate the fact that a person's stuck with it. And what we mean by that, to anyone who's unsure, is CMS stands for Content Management System. So if you have a website that is built on a content management system, which is great, usually, you know, WordPress is a great example of one that we use all the time. That's 
open source. It's open. It's it's something that you could go to another firm and still use uh, without any problem. However, if you use proprietary, you could have your entire website built on this frame framework that is 100% owned by this one vendor. You try and go away, your website won't work. Is <laughs> that simple? Or you need to pay fees, sometimes exorbitant because you've left them for a uh, anyway, it, it gets ridiculous. Yeah, and, one uh, of my one of my pet peeves with these these CMSs is, is the ones that are that are software as a service. So basically, you go, you sign up online, and you build this website online. And the back end of the site is really hundreds of websites on this proprietary platform, right? So then you bring it to your SEO, and the SEO says, "Well, you got to change this the te- from a technical standpoint. This is wrong. You got to change it." And you go and you talk to this platform provider and say, "Nope, we can't change that because if we change it for this one guy, we got to change it for all hundred of our clients, and we're not going to do that, right?" So that that's one of my big pet peeves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of them are that great when it comes to the SEO. There's a few. Don't get me wrong; I shouldn't say none, but it's 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 few and far between. Uh, we work with a couple people that have them, and and you know we we don't rock the boat. Uh, because their sites, they listen to us. You know, they make the changes and make them system wide. So that's good. But just the See, same, I, it's pretty tough. I want to. I want to charge these platforms for improving their platform. Yeah. For, I don't want to charge the client for fixing their site. I want to charge the platform for fixing all their client sites. True. It's true. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Um, another one is not turning over account logins. Oh dear goodness, that is so common. Uh, people. Whenever you work with a uh, web company uh, of any kind, you know, if they create a pay-per-click account for you, a web analytics account, a Google Webmaster Tools account, make sure they're doing it under your email address, an email address that you own. Oftentimes, when you try and leave, I and mean, I shouldn't say often, well, lately it's been often, I've dealt with it quite a bit. These companies are putting it under their own profiles. They can't move it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're stuck. You've... You you can go, but you're going to have to lose all no, that data. You're going to lose it all. Yeah, the best way to do it is have the stuff set up yourself and then give them access to yours. Um, a lot of these analytics companies, and Google in particular, makes it very, very easy for you to give access to someone else to your data at different levels. You can give them admin access. You can give them read-only access where they can only see it and can't mess with anything. They make that very easy. That way you own and control your data and, but they can still use it and 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 um, leverage it to to improve your your PPC or your your traffic, whatever they're using it for. But you still own it. That's critical. Yeah, no doubt. He says private blog networks, which are P, considered PBNs, paid links and spam. He says I'm amazed. I still see stuff so much. People just want to take shortcuts, and SEO companies still sell people on the easy and risky wins. Uh, yeah, I. I <laughs> He says he's heard people refer to PBNs as white hat. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, John, what's a private blog network? So, and this is funny to bring this up because I've seen I've seen a couple people on my Facebook that that I respect that that I know need a little bit of education, but sharing links to these articles about twenty three ways to to identify a PBN, you know, and things like that to help people hide their PBNs. So if you're if you're if you're having to hide it, it's not a good thing, <laughs> right? So basically, their private blog network is, you know, a company or a person or a group of people who set up a bunch of blogs that they all publish to each other's blogs, so they can publish whatever content they want. They don't not necessarily linking them together 
but they're all sometimes they do sometimes they don't but they're all building links towards these they're building basically a network of sites that they own and control and put whatever content what they want on and they use those to build backlinks to their client site they use them to build artificially and that's well, not white hat yeah so. and it's interesting I, I a friend of mine i can't name any names or anything but uh has contacted me to review a uh, a system that another company put in place from it's been doing it for four years over seven hundred thousand dollars has been spent on a content plan that does this oh. that and I'm just like what <laughs> so I'm being brought in to vet it and uh, I'm just sitting there going why didn't you just call me why am I calling to clean up why am I being called yeah. to clean up you know well th- uh, well there's there's been some very high profile cases in the past few years where it's come out google has shut these pbns down and basically banned every site in it and it and anything that was benefiting from it just lost all that benefit immediately i don't know how far those penalties went if any of the sites that were being linked to from the pbns were were also included in those penalties but the 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 pbns were just basically yanked out of the index Mm. Yeah, it's uh, risky business. Link networks. He says uh, you've seen lots of pages where clients of or where clients of an SEO company link to all other clients, and you see this all the time with design companies too. This a design buy, and it's okay. I you know I don't mind that. You no follow it if you want. You know, put it yeah, on. Yeah, no follow. Yeah, and um, that's that's not as common as it used to be though. I mean, they no, still do it, but but no. a lot of them are learning. Oh, hey, I in the day we did it. I, we had uh, SEO buy. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> clients didn't care at the time it was i mean this is 20 years i've been doing this so there's times where it didn't really matter but uh that's true yeah it so removing links and traffic drop within the first couple when he looked into it he discovered that this previous seo company had actually put in the effort to remove all the links that they just built in the past year you yeah. know what that means don't you that means probably they controlled all the sites that they built links on so it was probably a pbn that they owned and controlled yep probably yeah, there's a lot of link removal businesses out there that are making a killing, and they were probably the ones that originally built the links. It's just uh, uh okay. Wow, this is a long list. <laughs> Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll come back. And we'll continue it on here. We're back. Plus, plus, we have the million dollar question coming up. Yes. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. 
Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, so what's next on this list? It's a fun list, actually. This is uh, I used to love writing these articles. It's been so long. I, I should do one again. It, uh, just rant and rave a bit. It's just a good time. Anyway. <laughs> um, it's, better with, it's better with rum, I'm just telling you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, somehow the slurring actually comes across in the writing, though. So I don't know. <laughs> um, canonical tags. He says he's seen so many shitty things with canonical, canonical tags that it's scary. Websites are copied from another site with a canonical, or I've seen a canonical set as the web design company. Whoa. Ugh, that's creepy. Ooh, that I've never cre- seen that. I haven't either. We're using. He says he sees this with many niche SEO providers. I can speak from experience being in the dental web marketing realm that mm-hmm. uh, I see a lot of regularly used content. Uh, <laughs> it's bad news. <laughs> I, I saw one recently, probably a few months ago, that was a content provider that provided content specifically for lawyers, right? And so all these lawyers would publish this content on their website with a big copyright signal at the, symbol at the bottom saying it's copyright, whatever that lawyer. And there's like 50 lawyers with the same content who have all co- have the copyright symbol. I'm like, that's just a frick. That's, I can't wait. I'm going to get some popcorn. I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to sit back and watch that one burn. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Yes. I, I can't count. I, I, it's actually, it's been so long. I've seen so many of these different things that have been called in to fix up or, you know, new clients that uh, it's just a mess. Uh, reviews. Reviews, logins, account logins, given in good faith to leave themselves a review for a client from a client's Gmail. Really? <laughs> oh, for God. Nice. That's, that's classy. Ah, well, I've not seen that. Thank goodness. You've seen rollbacks of websites where there was a glitch. They didn't have a recent backup, so they backed up one from a year ago. They reloaded from one from a year ago. Wow, that's classy too. Threatening lawsuits. Hill here. This is some nasty stuff. Um, what's interesting was where a company set up a company of one of the more popular search terms. This company actually sent out letters to top-ranking websites threatening lawsuits that these other companies targeted their brand. It's sad to see, but many of these companies actually asked their people to remove mentions of that phrase. Do you, remember, do you remember when somebody tried to copyright the term SEO? I think it was Rhea, Rhea Drysdale fought that one hard. And I think she, she did. Cost her a lot of money yeah. and let the community yeah. kicked in to help her out. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, and, and, you know, just the legal system 
doesn't probably even understand. He didn't even understand what SEO was, and probably would have let it go. Through. Yeah, exactly. It's the scary thing about our marketplace is so it's it's Greek to many people. Yeah, kudos to her way after the fact again. Yeah, definitely. Not setting up conversion tracking. While this could go down as a mistake, he says it's done for several businesses, and reports are shown that make that that it makes a campaign always look good or vague enough to not. T- yeah, it's true. Yeah, he's tracking to make it look like everything. And you could set it up not at all, and are people going to know that you're doing a good job when they could know? Well, me that I've seen specific industries and very large firms that deal with that very specific industry, and have millions of dollars building out these SEO platforms for reporting, they will find ways to make it seem like they're doing much much better than they. Are. Let's say there's a client that has, um, you know. 15 keywords, none of which drive any volume of traffic. They're all super long tail or branded keywords, right? They well on those, but the trick is they will say, okay, who MSN um, or Bing, and they, they list out all these these engines that they rank for, and then at the big t- bold letters at the very top. For these 10 keywords, you have 56 number one listings, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, come on, guys. Uh, and, oh, by the way, none of them drive any freaking traffic at all. <laughs> yeah, it's actually people, quite revealing when you use something like, hmm, sorry? Clients are so happy they've got 56 number one listings that they keep paying these guys, even though they're doing absolutely nothing to drive value to their business. Drives yeah. me crazy. Uh, all right. Well, we better get to the million-dollar question. How do you oh, want to tackle gonna, this? You're going to skip the penguin update? Come well, on. Okay. All right. right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fine. This is the big news, right? SE <laughs> <laughs> Roundtable says Google will be rolling out the penguin update, but we don't know when. <laughs> they still won't tell us when. <laughs> so same it's crap, sort of news. Crap. <laughs> different. Yeah. Yeah. So, Giovanni, we still haven't got you our wire transfer details. We'll have to do that after this. But uh, you've got a big question and an side of things. And uh, <laughs> I, I, um, I do want to preface it say Giovanni claimed this was the million dollar question. Ross and I are going with it because yeah. it seems like it could drive a lot of business, but that's his term for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We're, we're, not, we're not exactly giving away secrets here it's pretty straightforward uh i think our advice here but anyways this is uh a read companies i consult for is a big player the biggest in affiliate marketing within the gambling industry right now i'm heading a casino project and i'm stuck on something i'm trying to figure out how to get english traffic from locations other than the u.s where online gambling is not authorized and where we don't let's say you had to put up pages to target from google.co.uk.com.au or .ca not being a local business. I don't want to cheat by placing any code to show up on searches where I don't belong, but is there a way for me to optimize my site so that it ranks better for users in the UK, Canada, Australia, and not for people in the United States? Are there fact uh, <coughs> signals <laughs> says here, I could send to our <laughs> beloved Google to tell them, hey, I deserve to be seen in us too. Very good rankings for Google.com, but fairly miserable ones on the other versions. The irony. Competition is a First of all, this was because he was listening to our argument a couple of shows ago, or our discussion about signals versus whether <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, those other things we're not using anymore in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, what we came up with, well, 
And this is the kind of question that I could spend hours on doing a consult consult with. I mean, and so give me a call if you yeah. need to. But <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of information missing. A lot of things that would help get this data wise. You know, questions that that I, we would sit like Ross said, sit down for an hour just asking you questions about this situation. So this is Never a mind very coming to a conclusion. So yeah, exactly. Uh, what we came up with essentially, I mean, there's the one that seems the most obvious to us, although I know you may have problems if you don't have a physical location or some kind of location there. But I imagine there's ways to get around it, is to actually create a, a site for each of those top-level regional domains, so .co.uk, .com.au, and .ca. Make it clear that the content is for those areas and add regionally specific information in them as well to, to make it extremely clear to Google that that's where you're targeting. Uh, and, and, I th and I think tied to that is that we understand that your gambling platform is on your main site. And we're not talking about duplicating your gambling platform in each of those locations. We're talking about building a site basically going to draw in traffic from those localized search engines because you're going to put content on there to your gaming um, specific to that region. That's one methodology because you're going you're gonna to leverage not only the, the localized domain, but you're going to go into Webmaster Tools and set the specific country um, tied to that domain, so that, so that mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have better better chance of getting that traffic from that country, that kind of thing. Plus, you're going to you're going to have to build unique content on each of these domains, most likely. Yeah, since and just, build them since out since all since they're all English. Yeah, and they have to be real sites. They can't just be like you know a blog with a post every other week. Mm -hmm. And never mind the uh, additional signals <laughs> you have to build to the site. <laughs> yeah, uh, no doubt. And that's a lot of work right there. But, hey, budgets aren't a problem in the gambling yeah. industry. That, yeah, but now the other option, very similar to that one, that may, in my, you give up the unique domain piece of it, um, but you could do the same thing on your primary site build out sections of that site that are focused on those countries, content specific to those countries tied to the gaming. And then you can actually claim the subject. Say you have a subdirectory for Australian-based content. You can actually claim that subdirectory separately in Webmaster Tools and then target that subdirectory to the Australian um, engines, right? So you can set that up in Webmaster Tools. So there, you could do that, but you give up the, the advantage of having a country-level domain. Right. But, but, and there's probably a lot of content out there that discusses which one's working better at this point in time. Because and, and what, frankly, that stuff what, changes. Yeah, and what you have to what you have to weigh is how valuable the the country specific domain is against all of the authority that your primary site already has that it will transfer into those internal pages, right? So if you have a huge amount of authority on your site already that you can transfer into those internal pages, um, that might completely outweigh having that a country-specific domain. Great. There you go, Giovanni. I don't know whether we told you anything you didn't already know, but maybe we helped you confirm or something. Oh, who knows, right? Um, and we, we appreciate the question. It's the first time we've ever answered anything in that marketplace, but uh, ah, it, was, it was challenging, so it was interesting to, to dig into. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com.